Hey mamas, while I have your attention for just a few more seconds, I couldn't wait to get on here and share with you all about this app that I'm recording all of my podcasts for you through. It's called Anchor, and it is truly the easiest way to make a podcast. Don't believe me? Let me break it down and explain to you. First and foremost, it's free. That's right, it does not cost you one cent. And even better, there's actually creation tools inside the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's really that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You also can make money from your podcast, hello, with no minimum listenership. So, As in the words of Jerry Maguire, we can all say, show me the money, baby. Basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So moms, as you know, I support every mama having a voice. Your voice needs to be heard. So go ahead, go download the free Anchor app today and get your voice heard. Share what you're passionate about. Go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's Anchor. .fm to get started and I look forward to listening to you very soon. Hey all you mamas, thanks again so much for joining me on another episode of Moms Matter where yes, you, every single mom that is listening has a story and her story is validated here. You have a story to tell and today I have a guest who also has a story to de- to tell and which is so exciting about this guest is unlike some of my other um, guest as an early podcaster, I kind of had all my friends join on and, you know, like people's stories who I knew would be inspiring and I knew uh, would be encouraging. But today where this is uh, a sister in the Lord and a, and a mutual friend, um, she is a newer friend to me and someone whose story I don't know a ton about. So we are going to discover her story together. And without further ado, I would love to allow her to say hello and introduce herself. I'm going to try, I'm going to try to go for it, girl. I'd like to welcome Miss Bobby Shaper Cutter to the podcast today. That's right. That was perfect. That was perfect. Did I, I do it? You did so good. I'm so proud of you. Awesome. Thank you. And everyone listening, if you're wondering what the heck's all that about, I promise if you look in the show notes page, you may see um, a very unique spelling for her last name. So you may come come across a little bit of our little inside joke already. Um, But uh, Bobby, I'm just so thankful that you decided to join us today and uh, you agreed to be a part of Moms Matter. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, friend. I'm so proud of the work that you're doing and just the it is such a beautiful gift to be able to remind women, to be able to remind moms that you have a story, that your story matters, and that your story can help other women. So I love that you are bravely stepping out in obedience and bringing that to the forefront. That's awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I instantly thought of you as uh, we connected so well just from the start um moms listening there may be women that you either say oh i have a friend crush on her or you just feel like you're you you have that um that instant connection with someone and that's how bobby and i and i were um but i want you guys to get to know bobby so um bobby if you wouldn't mind would you please introduce yourself to everyone listening and tell us a little bit about your family Sure, absolutely. I will start by um, giving a little last name story since that's kind of how we introduce each other. Um, I am a mom. 
Okay, so I have two boys. Brayden is 18 and Gavin is 14. And when Gavin was in kindergarten, he came home from school in tears one day because he was the only kid in his class who could not spell his last name. And so we reached out to some family members and was like, how did y'all handle this? It's a long last name. It's a German last name. It's a little tricky to spell. And so my husband's aunt was a music teacher and she put it to the tune of Jingle Bells. And (laughs) he taught Gavin how to spell our last name to the tune of Jingle Bell so that he could go back to school fully confident in knowing his last name and how to spell it. So as moms, we do that, don't we? We get creative. We're problem solvers. We tackle all kinds of things with our littles and, and teaching them how to be successful. And sometimes that means a little bit of creativity in the process. So that was absolutely yes. It was a fun little way to way to do that. But as I said, I'm a mom. I have two boys. Brayden is 18, and Gavin is 14. So I'm a tad further along in this journey than you are, with just kind of having gone through the earlier phases of parenting. Um, My husband and I have been married for it'll be 21 years this summer. Um, Oh my goodness! That's I'm just stopping and clapping right there uh, for that. Congratulations. Thank you. We actually, it's so funny because now that my boys are big, we have this conversation often. We actually just had it over the weekend, but my husband and I started dating when we were my youngest son's age. We started dating, I was 14 and we married about the age of my oldest son. So I was 19 when, when my husband and I married. So it's very well, obviously, to have children that age, I'm like, you must have been a child bride. I mean, come right. on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's interesting now as a mama to be like, oh, my goodness, you are not old enough to date. And there's no way you're old enough to get married. <laughs> but- I was going to say that has to be so strange. And like, I know that it's definitely a different time. And I know our kids hate hearing that because uh, we were told that, of course, too, for things. But yeah, how, how is that? Like, is that so surreal looking at your babies and being like, gosh, is this how my parents felt? It is. It's such a different, um, it's such a different perspective, I think, on like the teenage years. Just having teenagers mm. is just, it gives me such a different perspective on um, maybe even just grace <laughs> towards yeah. them. I feel yeah. like I was, I mean, I'm, I'm not the youngest gal I'm in my I'm 40 but even just looking back and thinking like man I was just a teenager and some of these spaces that teenagers have to navigate these days are so much trickier Um, life is just so much different and so they're navigating such challenging space already at such a young age um, that it does just gives me a graceful perspective I guess knowing how I felt as a teenager knowing some of the things that I navigated and then knowing that this world's a lot harder for them than it maybe was for me so yeah especially when you think of it I I do because I have my husband's uh, daughter is 12 and so Mm -hmm. she's definitely way too young obviously she's under 30 I mean that's when she's allowed to do but um (laughs) but she is in that age of you know starting to be curious about all that and it's just I I think of how different um dating is for kids nowadays than when you and your husband would have started dating as teenagers Yes, definitely. Definitely. We, my oldest has not really, we've not really ventured into that quite yet. My boys haven't, haven't really, either one of them have really started, not have started dating yet. So we haven't had to navigate through that journey just yet, but I know it is just around the corner. (laughs) Yes. I think uh, some moms listening could be like, oh girl, just get ready. Or maybe be thankful that they're late bloomers and that, you know, and, uh, 
it's it's always it's funny because I, I see you know moms that are at your stage and then even moms at my stage that are brand new just going in and I feel like there's always like I feel like God gives us um totems or like people that are further along in our journey to be like hey it could be this or it could be that or um like my son's very advanced like he has skipped like he I feel like he never was a baby baby like I feel like he was a toddler the the moment he was born so I've always kind of had to be on my toes like he was crawling at six months he's basically walking now and so um it's it's just funny to see perspective some of you know our kids sometimes they're they're quicker at some things than others and then in other things they're maybe a little bit slower and and it's like I, I think I've just tried to learn already to just embrace it all like you said and give grace <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely and when talking about all of this uh, with you know knowing that gosh you've had you have two boys um, you know doing some quick math I can see they're four years apart mm-hmm. um, you know being a total boy mom um, this is I know I feel like such a hard and big question but what would you say would be one of your top things that you love most about being a mom oh goodness I think and I even wonder friend if already in your journey you are noticing this I think there is just this beautiful kind of like coming into yourself that we get to witness as parents. And I think the older my boys get, the more they turn into men and not just boys. You know, but I feel like it's a part of every phase of development is just this realization that like, man, they are their own person and they have such beautiful strengths and weaknesses. And God has like perfectly designed them for whatever he has for their lives and just watching them grow and mature and develop into who they are supposed to be. watching them navigate life and and watching their personalities form and watching their hopes and their dreams form. Um, it's just such a cool thing. And as my boys get older and more independent and are kind of just stepping into the world without me, they have a whole separate life mm. that I am not necessarily a part of, especially my 18 year old, you know, he's driving and he is Mm. involved in sports and he's gone at school. And so there's whole chunks of their day that I don't witness anymore. And just, and, but then when they come home and I get to hear about it and I get to see the way that they navigate life and the choices that they're making and how their personalities are developing and how they're handling the world. It's just a really cool thing to be able to be a part of. I love that. I love that. I feel like the when you started sharing, you kind of are like the intense, you go through the, the waves and the stages of motherhood. Because at one point they are literally connected to you. They literally cannot survive without you. And then they're, they're born into this world and they still rely on you so much. And you're that like constant coach and mm-hmm. and it's not and it's not that your boys don't need don't need you anymore but just yeah. how you fr- you phrased it it reminded me as almost like you're a spectator and mm-hmm. that you get to enjoy like you get to enjoy right. your boys would sure. you say would you say like a little do you feel a little bit that way like as I they grow would, more i would i would also say that there are parenting is just such a cyclical journey has been such a cyclical hmm. journey I think you nailed it when you said that we just go through these seasons where sometimes we're in like a really intense season and then we have a season of kind of like letting go and and Mm. watching your independence um, play out and then them realizing like, oh man, I still need my mom and we're still hands on. And, but it's so, it's so cyclical. Sometimes it's even a cycle of a day. I know with my, 
you know, there are, there are times where he is, he, I don't have to worry. He probably won't listen because he would not <laughs> podcast that his mom's on. He's that not exactly our niche. So, yeah. right. But I, but you know, recently he's been struggling with some anxiety and just navigating what it looks like to be heading off into the world on his own next year. And so the last couple of nights he's been like, will you lay with me and scratch my back? You know, like Aww. while I fall asleep and even just kind of that, it's, it's even in the course of a day, the pushing away and watching the independence and then the coming back around to like, you're my safe space. You're my, you're my foundation. You're my home base. Yeah. Sometimes that's over the course of a season of parenting. And sometimes it's even over the course of a day or an hour. I'm sure you see that with your little guy. Like, no, mom, I've got this. I can do it on my own. I can walk. I can, you know, I, I can eat my own food. I don't need for you to feed me. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, no, wait, <laughs> hold me, love me, be here with me. You know, it's so cyclical and and so seasonal. Yeah, it's so, uh, but I love that you you paint it in such a poetic and in such a positive way. Cause I know that there's also days where we can just be like, oh my gosh, what am I raising? Like an emotional, crazy like right. <laughs> person who like can't keep it together. One time you need this, one time you need that. And, yeah. and I think we all know like the typical toddler that's like pulling you in one direction and falls over. And, and you're kind of like, I, I was, I, try, I know, like I was trying to tell you that you were gonna get hurt, but you know, <laughs> know and and it's so I feel like that continues to happen um, as I've just witnessed with families and other moms like you like sharing with me that that continues to happen as they get older but it's not so much like physical it's more like their emotional and mm-hmm. spiritual decisions that they start making and sure. and um, and how do you how do you feel like how do you balance that like allowing them to grow and letting go and surrender but also like being there for them I think that's honestly probably been one of my biggest challenges in parenting. Mm-hmm. I tease my husband all of the time that I'm probably not a good teenager mom. <laughs> I, I was prime in the toddler years. Like, mm. I, like I, I think there is a, oh, I don't know if you want to call it a flaw in me maybe, but I loved, I, I like to be needed. I think I liked, mm. I loved that phase of parenting where my kids really needed me and letting go a little bit is challenging. We have a little bit of a different journey. My oldest battles with some anxiety. And so when my my boys started public school in in elementary school, um, so they went to school. My oldest went all the way up till fourth grade. And in fourth grade, school just got to be a little bit of a struggle. Um, Things just got to be a little challenging for him. He also has a pretty severe stutter. Um, And then my youngest is super social. He's super Hmm. smart. Um, and so he was super bored at school. And so he was just my little chatty Kathy who kept <laughs> and, and I think, um, life just get just gets a little crazy, man. There's so much to navigate as moms and as wives and as families. There's just so much that demands our attention. And I think we realized as a family that we did not thrive in the chaos of that season and the busyness of that season. And so we chose to kind of refocus and I pulled the boys out of public school. And so we homeschooled. Um, I homeschooled my oldest. So Brayden is my oldest. I homeschooled him from fourth grade until ninth grade. And then Gavin, my youngest, I homeschooled from first grade until sixth grade. Um, so letting go has been challenging because I've had them so close for so long where, where a lot of moms send kids off to school. My kids were home with me a good chunk of their lives. 
And so letting go and letting them be independent has been probably one of my biggest challenges because I just love them so fiercely, but they also drive me absolutely crazy. I don't want to <laughs> like we're perfect at all. I adore them. Right. And they make me crazy at the same time, but I love, yes. I love being with them and I love the hands-on life on life together way that we've done life. And so letting them be independent and letting them, especially letting them learn to make their own mistakes and learn from their mistakes and deal with the natural consequences of their mistakes. That's a journey that's a little bit challenging to do as a mom, you know, to watch, you know, you said earlier that, that I, I want to walk and then I fall down and then you're like, I try to tell you, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think you hit that in every phase of the journey. And with my boys, especially in, in their teenager years, there's a lot of choices that they make. They're not, I mean, they're good boys. They're making good life choices. But there's just those little everyday moments where you're like, oh, don't choose that. That's probably not the best choice. You're going to fall. And you just have to allow them the freedom to do that and then just be there to kind of pick, not to pick them up anymore because they pick themselves up, but to be there when they're like, okay, that didn't work. What, what was the problem there? You know, so mm-hmm. you almost move into kind of like a coaching or a mentoring role instead of the one that like reaches down your hand and lifts them off the ground anymore and dusts them off. You know, they learn to kind of do that on your own and then you're just there for encouragement and support and maybe kind of helping them not not do it again the next time. Yeah, I I completely it, it's it just continues to sing true of the seasons of parenting and how, you know, something you said earlier that I want to touch on right now cuz I think it's just it's so it's so perfect for what you're saying is you're kind of showing us this like arc of of your boys growing and how it is this like season for them and watching them grow and become independent and and becoming their own little men, their own mm-hmm. their own man, their own person. Um, but you know, when you first started to share about like seeing your kids come into themselves and, and going through that transition from baby to little boy to then young man, but it I, I feel it already, but I can feel it in you that um the the woman you are changes. Oh my goodness. As oh well. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I think probably something that I I didn't realize as a new mom. And then I really grew into, as my kids got older, was this parenting journey 100% is about raising human beings. For me, it's about raising boys who love Jesus and love people um, and love themselves. You know, I want all three of those things to be a priority of their lives. I want them to, to grow into men who love God, love other people, and then have a love and a respect for themselves that enables them to operate in this world well. But it's parenting also is such a refining journey for the parent. Hmm. Um, I think it has been the thing and I marriage, you know, marriage is the same way. I think there are things that just Hmm. refine and shape us. And and parenting for me has definitely been one of those things that I just had some friends over last night for dinner. We were all sitting around the table and we were kind of like sharing some recent mom fail moments where And I had to just be really honest and be like, I flipped my lid this week. I yelled at my kid. It's been a while since I have yelled at my kid, but I lost my temper and I yelled. And then I realized like there is, there's still this and always will be this part of me that needs to grow and needs to learn and Mm. needs to come back and apologize. There's always a part of us that still needs that refining. And man, parenting is like the thing that I am continually um, learning 
the the areas in me that need some work. Like it points out my mm. flaws the most, but it also gives me the best opportunities then to grow and to teach my kids. As you know, I hate to share that I yelled at my kids this week, but then also it was such a beautiful um, it was such a beautiful moment because I did lose my temper and I did get angry and I did raise my voice and then I had to go back in and say, buddy, you know what? I handled that so poorly. I've been really stressed out this week and I've been really tired and I shouldn't have yelled at you. And me being frustrated and tired absolutely doesn't make it okay to to holler. And so I am so sorry about that. And I just hope that you'll forgive me. And you know what? You made a poor choice too that kind of caused me to holler not that not that you get to dictate how I behave right I I could have handled that so we both have some things that we need to work on that's how life is we sometimes we mess up and then we apologize and then we grow from that and hopefully we don't do it again Mm. and so it is a continual refining journey for sure it definitely changes the woman you are Definitely. Like that iron sharpening the iron, you know, whether it's like you said, your spouse, because you guys are in that refining journey together Mm -hmm. as parents, or if it's your children. And, and I think the most beautiful thing that you've shown me for sure. And I, and I've seen this in other moms, especially ones that have, um, have gone down the path a little bit further than I have is that, um, you really get to, I feel like give your kids permission Mm -hmm. to be real Mm -hmm. and to be authentic when you do. Sure you know and i love that like it's just like for me something that's very um uh, close to my heart is with my just whole journey with my health and mm-hmm. losing weight and becoming healthier and now i have a young lady in my house mm-hmm. that i didn't i didn't raise but now she's my responsibility as getting to be her bonus mom and i think wow how i speak to myself and how i look at myself in the mirror um it really says a lot to her mm-hmm. and how she sees herself so I think of how you are, like how you confront your boys with that and just um, actually ask for their forgiveness or explain yourself. It's like a great way that you're hitting that, especially that um, mom mission number three of how to love themselves. Mm. You you know, because it's really, I think, in loving yourself is loving all of yourself, loving all despite your failures, you know. Absolutely. And I think there's just this, there is this um, mindset also that just took me a little while to learn mm-hmm. as a mama that so much of what I teach my kids is intentional, but so mm. much of what I teach my kids is unintentional in me. You know, like I try to be so intentional about the things that we focus on and the way that we live and the ways that we engage each other in the world. But so much of what they pick up from me is in is in my behaviors that I'm maybe not even really conscious of. Um, You know, like if I lose my temper and I get growly or, you know, if I, like you said, like if I am looking at myself in the mirror with just disgust and frustration, Mm. that's an, that's an unintentional, um, like psychological response almost, but my kids witness that. And that speaks almost just as loudly as my intentional words and actions do. And so you hate to put the pressure on moms that you got to be on your game all the time. That's not it at all. Um, but I think the the lesson that we learned from that is our whole life is, um, it bears witness to what we're teaching our kids. And when we do fall and when we do fail and when we do make mistakes, that that's a lesson too. So if I do, you know, like if I would go look at myself in the mirror and be like, Oh my goodness, you know, like I can't believe, or if I would yell or whatever it might be, If, if I fail and I fall, I want, 
my kids to be able to in their lives then translate that and say like okay I messed up what do I need to do then to get back on track that doesn't mean I'm a horrible person it doesn't mean that I'm forever condemned it doesn't mean that there's no coming back there's always um there's always a chance to start afresh and that's kind of what we we really hit on that a lot at my kid with my kids is you know every time that you come to me and you ask for forgiveness every time you mess up every time you make a mistake and you ask for forgiveness there is nothing but love and grace there you may still have natural consequences that come to your choices mm-hmm. 100%, those don't go away but you will always find love and forgiveness here because I know that's what I need from God you know when I mess up and make mistakes I know I may have natural consequences that come from that that's just the way of the world but I know I always have a safe haven a place of rest a place of trust a place of love I want my boys to know that too and I think that's intentionally and unintentionally communicated in our words and in our actions and in the things that we pay attention to and sometimes in the things that we miss and then have to go back and pay attention to exactly sometimes it's like I feel with kids it's like wait is this a lesson for them or is this a lesson for me God like oh okay it's a lesson for both okay God I see you I see you there And I think every parent, the moment you become one and all the way to like, you know, grandma's age, you know, I think we all are so, we're we're so aware that that parenting is such a lesson Mm -hmm. for us or it's, and it's so lifelong, you know, and you just, you go through these, these different levels and these challenges and these transformations with, with your children. And I, and I just love that. It's like, you give birth to these, these little babies and, and, and it's almost like in that moment, you are also like born as a mother, but you get to grow with them. Mm, that's so good. I, this is a funny story, but I will never forget the minute I brought Brayden home. So I was a young mama. I had Brayden when I was 21. We got married when I was 19. I had Brayden mm-hmm. at 21. And my mom and I have always been close, but we just developed this new relationship when mm. I became a mom. And my mom came up and stayed with me the first week that, after Brayden was born. And we lived in this neighborhood where we kind of sat down in the hill and to go out of our driveway, you had kind of had to go up this big hill. And my mom came and stayed that first week. And when she left and I was at home by myself with a newborn, my husband was holding Brayden and my mom was pulling out of the driveway. And I literally chased her up the hill, like all of a sudden in this, like, I don't know how to do this. Please don't leave. I don't actually know how to raise a human. And I find myself continually doing that with God. Like, you know, like, wait a minute, I don't know how to do this on my own. I need you desperately. So holy moly, God, <laughs> take over because there are so many areas where I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't have all the answers and I'm learning as I go. And I know I'm not perfect and I know I never will be. But man, I know where to go when I need some help and I need some <laughs> some answers. And so there is that continual returning of just like, oh, gosh, I can't do this on my own. Um but he meets us there and he, and he stayed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so funny. Cause I love that God gave you that visual that you can talk about it, you know, even 18 <laughs> years later and it's just as true. And I have found in my own just 11 months of being a mom, it's like, not only do I feel we, we develop this deeper understanding for our own parents, you know, this maybe a little more of appreciation, but 
then we really get to know God too. It's like, you know, wherever you are on your faith journey to the women listening, you know, um, I believe, and I know Bobby believes too, that um, God is is, um, not just, you know, some dictator in the sky or anything like that, but he's a a Mm. father. And I think for me, it's like, I always knew that. And I would even acknowledge him as like, Father God, you know, Abba. But then only when becoming a parent myself did I like really understand and know like, wow. Yeah. It just shifts your perspective so much. I think I didn't, my my family is awesome. I love my family. We're so close, but I didn't grow up with my biological dad and we have a difficult relationship and then we went to no relationship at all and I had a little bit of a difficult relationship with my stepdad until I until I kind of came out of some rebellious Mm. years and so I think it took me a while um probably until I actually became a parent I didn't really come to Christ until I was an adult and then and then had Brayden right after that so like actually when I was pregnant with Brayden was when I met Jesus but um just the realization of the way that I care for this kid and that I love this kid and um, that I want to provide for this kid. Like it just totally changed my whole perspective then realizing like God as father, it feels that way about me. Wow. You want to talk about a rebirth. You became, <laughs> you became like a new person, literally like all in one season. You went from like, gosh, in a matter of a few years, be- becoming a wife to a, uh, a mother, to a new creation. Just wow. What just an amazing thing. You just remind me of like how God in the Bible um, gave so many big, um, big responsibilities to some of the youngest people, people that are so, and kids are so often overlooked. And I love that he didn't overlook Mm -hmm. you. And Mm -hmm. I think we're all so thankful for that because you have just poured out your heart here today. You have just shared so very much. And I love that. Um, in just as we tie up the end of this podcast, I just love it. I feel like you've reminded me and hopefully the listeners that um, our children are also um, not to be overlooked mm-hmm. and God can do something great with their lives. Even when um, we are in that in between of, of nurturing them and letting go and all mm-hmm. that, that, you know, God's got mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually on that note, um, you know, I feel like you've shared so much today. I wanted to give you an opportunity and a chance that um, if there's any resources that you would recommend that maybe um, our listeners could really gain from just in raising children, especially maybe boys, teenage boys. I think, I don't know that I have a specific resource that I want to share today, but I think what I would really encourage women to do is to just find some mamas, whether it's through this podcast or Mm. whether it's through like a local mops group or a Bible study, or even just some friends like I had last night sitting around my table, find a tribe, even if the tribe is small, find a little tribe of women who can walk with you and who can remind you who you are and whose you are and who you can learn from and who can learn from you. That has been such an invaluable part of my journey, just having some people to journey with who kind of point me in the right direction. Those mamas who've come alongside of me, including my own mom, have just been instrumental. Amen. Oh, I love that so much. And and I love that. I do really, I I definitely second that ladies. I think we all need like an honorary mom fail night where where, whether you call it that or not, that's what I jotted down and took it home (laughs) because I'm like, 
That is such a great, um, such a great idea. You know, like you said, just have some ladies that you can encourage, but also like encourage to be just real and authentic with. Find your tribe. I love that. Absolutely. And the last thing um, I would love uh, for you to get the opportunity to share is where can people uh, connect with you and find you on social media? Sure, absolutely. Well, I am on all social medias just at Bobby Shea. So it's facebook.com slash Bobby Shea and then instagram.com slash Bobby Shea. And my website is bobbyshea.com. And that's just B-O-B-B-I-E-S-C-H-A-E. There you go, everybody. She made it nice and nice. easy for all of us. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I love it. Well, Miss, Mrs. Bobby Shea, thank you so much for just sharing your heart, sharing your story and helping us all grow along with you. And I already feel that we just might have to do this again. You've been so fantastic. I, I want to learn more from you. Oh, well, thank you for having me, friend. Thanks so much for the work that you do to help mamas know they're not alone and that, um, that we just learn and grow together. So that's awesome. Yeah. Amen. Learning, growing, and sharing. And every mom out there, if you'd love to continue to connect with Bobby Shea and her amazing story, I'll be sure to spell out her social media handle in the show notes page below. Most of all, we just want to thank you all the way from Missouri to Belgium, everywhere in between. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember that as a mom, you are important. You have a story to share and it is important. So if you would like to be a guest on my podcast, please reach out to me. I'm going to list my email below and I would love to hear more of your story until the next episode, guys, here's a big hug from me in Belgium and we love you guys. Have an absolutely beautiful day wherever you are in this gorgeous world.